0: Switching mediation providers might seem like a pain in the ass, but it doesn't have to be. If you're thinking of making the transition from Mopub to IronSource, we've got you covered. First, we've created a dedicated tool that removes the manual work when migrating to IronSource Mediation. Second, we'll be holding workshops with IronSource experts where you can have all your migration needs taken care of. And if you want to do it yourself, we also have technical documentation for migrating to IronSource Mediation in our knowledge centre. To learn more about these initiatives and begin monetizing with IonSource today, head to www.is.com forward slash migrate. That's www.is.com forward slash migrate. Do you have the tools to turn your insights into action? Let's be honest. Not all marketing activities are created equal. AppSlyer's analytics suite simplifies its complex data and gives you a unified view of campaign performance so you can make better, faster marketing choices at every stage of the customer journey. The goal is to create exceptional experiences that keep customers engaged. To succeed, you need to meet your customers where they are. AppSlyer's customer experience and engagement suite, powered by a reliable deep linking engine, lets you create personalized journeys that increase conversion and return on every experience. In addition, AppSlyer is going to keep your budget safe from mobile ad fraud. Bots and click farms aren't going to generate revenue for you. That's why you need a comprehensive fraud protection solution to make sure you're investing in the right channels and only measuring and paying for real actions. Are you ready to start making good choices? Great. Go to AppsFlyer.com and get yourself an attribution partner you deserve. Hey, and welcome everybody to the Deconstructor of Fun podcast. Today, uh, my guest is Timu Toke. Uh, I, I, I mispronounce your name, Timu. I'm really sorry, but the, but the first name is right, correct?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect. It's very good. It's the international version. And, yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: yeah, so Timu, you're, uh, you're a CEO at Ready Player Me, previously known as Wolf3D. It's a cross-game avatar platform for the metaverse. That seems like the perfect sentence to raise money. Uh, so, <laughs> so, can you a little bit, yeah. can you tell a little bit about your company? Because this is not a company that you started last quarter. It has actually been no. live for, for a good while. So you're not yep. chasing the bags with the with the latest, you know, NFT and metaverse and and all these integrations. You've been actually doing this for uh, for a hot minute. So tell me a little yep. bit about Wolf Three D and Ready Player Me.
1: Sure, happy to do, to do that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we've been around for eight years, actually, um, and it all started from building hardware-based 3D scanners um, that we basically used to scan tens of thousands of people. And, uh, but the goal was always to basically make it easy for end users or like normal users to create an avatar of themselves that kind of resembles themselves and they can use in, in games and virtual worlds. Uh, and yeah, I started from hardware, um, then we built uh, a kind of deep learning solution from from this data we collected with hardware. Uh, that took a single selfie and converted into, like, different styles of avatars. And that was basically an SDK we sold to um, gaming companies. So okay. our customers were, like, Tencent, Huawei, HTC, Vodafone, Verizon. Uh, not just gaming companies, all kinds of, like, people that needed the avatars, I guess. And, um, and what ended up happening is, like, we sold the SDK, but developers always needed the whole avatar system around that as well. So we ended up building the character system, the clothing system, all this you know, stuff around it, and and then we started automating that for ourselves over the like three or four years that we built this like custom avatar systems, and then eventually landed on, you know, a solution that is actually so easy that anyone can integrate on their own. Like developers mm-hmm. can integrate on their own, and that's very premi. And that's where we kind of realized we can build a platform around it, and we can make it into like a plug and play uh, solution that anyone can integrate and you know drop the enterprise business and then build ready for me and and ready for me was launched uh one and a half years ago um and it's a it's a for developers it's an easy easy to use outer system so you wouldn't have to invent your own um, and for end users it's an avatar that you can use across many different worlds uh virtual worlds across the metaverse and launched one one and a half years ago. Today we have one thousand four hundred companies that are wow. um, integrating and using PME. So that's uh, the developer adoption has been has been quite um, quite great. So um, in January we added like three hundred new companies to use our outer system. Um, so yeah, that's that's been uh, been good. But we started off a lot before. <laughs> a yeah. Lot yeah. Before, needed you
0: know so wait why did you like where does this because you've been hold on i mean just reverse back 1600 Mm -hmm. companies that's a lot uh but um let me just unpack this for myself uh Mm -hmm. the avatar system that you have in world 3d is it more can i describe it as um bit emoji on steroids
1: um yeah a little bit i mean it's more like um You know, we started off having a very simple outer system, Mm -hmm. but it's like gaming oriented. So, you know, if you are building a game and you don't want to invent an outer system Mm -hmm. and spend, you know, six or 12 months in doing that, then we just give you a character system and it works in Unity, Unreal, you know, and so forth. So it's like a, it's actually like a plug and play gaming outer system. Um, but from an end user's perspective, yeah, it's kind of like a bit noisy, but in 3D or in virtual worlds, you know, in that sense.
0: Yeah. yeah okay so so i i get i at least get a picture because you know there's the snap games and they use the emoji as, yeah. as a as a system to make your own characters and play in them of mm-hmm. course they use the only single type but but that's what i meant kind of like on steroids meaning like just better yeah. faster yeah uh more beautiful more healthy <laughs> all the yeah, things exactly. that come in with steroids <laughs> i don't know <laughs> anyways um um so so why did you start with this idea of of avatars like where where you know, because you started that way long before even the yeah. word metaverse kind of you know was in the popular not popular culture, but when it was normal, yeah. like people didn't talk about metaverse like they do now. Yeah, so how did that idea come by?
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I've been a gamer myself since I since I was a kid. I played RuneScape a lot when I grew up, and like you know, sold RuneScape gold to other kids in school, and that was like a you know, I think I did for a while. So like virtual economies and virtual worlds were interesting from from that point uh, already, and then that I started messing around with 3D. That uh, led to 3D printing, 3D scanning, and it was just like you know in school, just doing some projects and and like just, but it had some like, context on the on the mm-hmm. space. And then when Oculus was acquired by Facebook, we realized that okay like VR is probably going to be I thing like back then we thought that's the case, and then um, you know VR is going to be social. And in social VR and social interactions, avatars are kind of who you are. And so avatars are important. And the state of avatars eight years ago was, you know, not, not, not great. (laughs) So we were like, okay, this problem needs to be solved. Um, and there was no way to build like a software based avatar creator that will create an avatar that looks like you in the beginning. So we built hardware actually at this, like kind of. Egg-shaped scanning boots. We had in airports and in a Hiraka museum in, in Finland, for AI. example. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and we used those to capture a lot of data uh, of faces, like of mm-hmm. human faces, and then and then basically using that data, you know, at the same time, like deep learning came around and it was easier to build like um, build that stuff basically, and and then we had this like proprietary database of scans. And then we actually managed to build like a software-based solution. But it all started from just believing that VR is going to be a thing and then avatars are going to be needed in VR uh, because it's going to be a social platform. Um, and then, you know, it just took many years to get there. And like, obviously, mm-hmm. we learned a lot over the over the years ourselves. And we were 20 when we started, didn't really understand anything about anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a that's a good start for any company, <laughs> but yeah, wanted to do exactly. something cool, but didn't know anything about anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, listen. Here's here's an interesting part that I that always kind of confuses me. Like coming from the perspective of uh, now, I would almost have to say a conservative game developer because I do free to play games, and it seems like like I'm like an old timer yeah. now. So uh, <laughs> the the whole idea of um, hold out how do you write it on your web page across app metaverse 3d avatar mm-hmm. platform so meaning that you can create an avatar and use it across different apps in a, in a wider yeah. space of metaverse or just uh, an avatar that can be used across apps i've only seen that happening with snap like how are you imagining like how does this work because the way i'm approaching it is like if we do an avatar system or integrate an avatar system in our game like having a certain art style and you know <laughs> the, the way it's built, the skeletons, the uh, the, the rigging, yeah. the animation, like everything is very specific for a specific game. And imagining mm-hmm. something that isn't Fortnite, imagining the same thing in call, in call think, bad example, Call of Duty yeah. or Candy Crush, it just doesn't fit and it's too weird. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how do you solve this issue, and is it even an issue, or am I, or am I just a, mm-hmm. like a dinosaur?s <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's, uh, it's definitely an issue, but it's less of an issue than we ourselves even thought. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, there's different kind of styles of games and, and, and worlds. And, and we, you know, right now we have one kind of style that you can slightly customize, but we're creating more style templates to cover like different areas. Um, and then developers themselves can create assets for the outer. So that also like helps them style them and so forth. Uh, what comes to the rigs and the specifics of the outer, you know, we, we support several different rigs. We can even support a custom rig. Um, but if an end user goes from your game that has your rig to another mm-hmm. game that has a different rig, we do the magic in the background and just make oh, wow. make it work, basically. Um, so, so that's that part. But of course, it's like not uh, something that um, game developers are used to. You know, like that kind of giving that part away. You're not doing that part. Uh, and that's kind of like uh, something that we are doing the um, education for, uh, I guess um, and uh, but ultimately it just gives you so much more time and energy to put into the core gameplay and core, core game or experience you're building and and you know it just takes away this like you know important piece of, of thing you have to build otherwise. Um, and also like over time, we're bringing in like branded content, we're working with like New Balance, Dior, Warden Brothers, like Dune movie outfits and stuff like that mm-hmm. into our game that you can sell yourself, um, you know, and also like people that have created an avatar in one of the apps and have bought something for their avatar, uh, they want to use this stuff in your game as well, you know, they, mm-hmm. they might come in and explore. There's, there's like kind of reasons, um, benefits of being in the network um, mm-hmm. um, That we're now starting to introduce as we're getting to like a critical mass of, of network basically. Um, but yeah, so there's like multiple parts there basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But there's, but these, these certain parts that are like, I'm, I'm trying to be the, uh, the conservative here. Please, uh, yeah. so, so here's, here's what my brain doesn't get. And that is, yeah, I'm playing like this one game that has integrated ready player. Me, I make mm-hmm. a dope Dune costume. Actually, I spent money on it. I spent like a 30 bucks on, on making my guy look like the um, Batista <laughs> in yeah. Dune. Yeah, He's all yeah. tatted up, <laughs> yeah. big, bald, and, uh, and ready to <laughs> kick ass. All right. I like this character. Now, I like it so much that there's another game that I'm playing. Let's say it's a similar action game. And I want to use the character there. But the game is by a different publisher, uh, a rival publisher, if you will. Yeah. Why would... The rival publisher allow that. Like I understand, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a point of taking, you know, having a player play both games, and of course they engage, and it's a bigger audience. But that's not how different publishers see it. They don't want it, and they don't want something being spent on other platform to be used mm-hmm. on their platform. They want they want the same thing to be. I'm meaning <laughs> they want you to spend money on their platform. So yeah. you build something on the other one. No bueno if you come it, to come with that shit into my game like you have to build your your own dune dune thing here as well yeah what am i getting wrong yeah. with this with this type of a like a limited thinking
1: <laughs> yeah no i mean this is definitely the, the kind of the thinking right now in the industry um and um so uh what what do we do for example to like to help that um is that we distribute the revenue uh from the sale based on one first where, where, the, where the sale is is, is is made and then where the assets are used so if you buy it from a game a and you actually spend most of your time in game b playing with these assets then game b gets gets revenue from that as well um and and how that's kind that of work? like
0: but how, how so does
1: that it's it's based on like engagement and, and like time and like spent in in multiple games um okay. so Basically, where you get the utility for owning this asset is where um, the revenue is 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 part of the revenue is made. The one that makes the sale also mm-hmm. you know gets a part, and then the part that kind of offers utility for the assets gets another part. Um, so let
0: me let me throw an example. Something costs twenty yeah 20 ethereum let's put it this way yeah let's go let's all go the way in <laughs> yeah. so like mid-priced nft <laughs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> mid-priced nft so yeah. tenzo goes right away to the um to the game that that is being used at and then mm-hmm. the second tenzo is being divided by a certain, like what is the time of of uh of utility like when is it fully paid out and and how do you yes, how, so we, how is that tracked like i'm, I'm now i'm curious
1: yeah, totally. So, I mean, those are things that we are building out at the moment, the first, mm-hmm. first kind of uh, state of the tools was just to save developers time from having to build their own outer systems. And now we're starting to work with monetization. So we're building out all these models and tools and, and that's like, that's, that's an evolution. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it depends on, depends on like, it's basically engagement, which is time and and frequency and. and all things, the many things combined that that we use to to distribute this, but um, but it's an evolving evolving um, system. The point is like developers want to sell stuff in their game that works in thousand other games. Mm-hmm. Uh, like nobody's against that, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, of course. But
1: then, you, but at the same time, you don't want to like kind of get random crap in your game without getting the benefit of like you have to get paid for app basically. So that's what we're trying to achieve with this model, and it's not like. It's not perfect yet, but uh, Mm -hmm. but that's that's it helps um, us introduce like more open economies into games, Uh, because what we believe in uh, very much is that open economies are better. So if you can even take a you know look at, you can just think about 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 the country, and if a country you close down your borders, you don't do business with anyone. So so basically like. in the in, in real world, uh, having an open economy is o- almost always a good decision uh, for the size of the economy and for everyone involved in this economy. Um, so we believe that's true in the virtual world as well. Um, and also, like at the same time, the trend that is happening is like a lot of like new virtual worlds and games and metaverses are more for a general kind of audience. So there's like mm-hmm. general social media audience, which is like you know the aesthetics are more general and more like kind of like you know. Mm-hmm. More generic, I would say, Um, and and so that kind of that also kind of makes it makes it easier to to like have this like one style or or limited styles, and it's not for the kind of the classic gamer that wants to go in and kind of escape into into a story or into a game. And
0: so you're talking about things like Rec Room, for example.
1: Yeah, Rec Room. Yeah, Rec Room is a perfect example. Or even like Roblox. You know, it's also mm-hmm. like a very kind of socially driven yeah. experience. Well, uh, the avatars lot... are
0: not, are not very yeah. appealing. They're quite plucky.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. say they
0: could use a round corner. Um, so, so, so talk to me about because this is clearly not not something that. Um, a mobile platform could adopt because they're, you know, Apple, Google, World Gardens. They don't want any of that. Even, even making purchases outside the app stores, they're already, you know, slapping tax on that one as well. So, no. what is like? I would be very curious to hear, like, what are the, some of the best implementations that you've seen right now from your clients uh, that are heading towards that direction? Because I understand that you're describing uh, a world of the future. Five ten years from now, uh, but in terms of today, like what companies are doing this? What are the platforms and and what are the sort of uh, examples that 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 set the way for the future?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And by the way, mobile uh, does still work. So like you can also have mm-hmm. like a, like a traditional in-game economy, which is like non-cross game assets. You just create stuff for it on the avatars and you sell them as in-game in-game purchases, like that's also there. Um, so, and that, that is actually, that lives side by side with like this cross game economy.
0: So Mm -hmm. only some assets.
1: Got it. So basically
0: like using your tool is just not having to build it. And it's a simple SDK that allows you to have a pretty awesome, um, Avatar system that isn't as SDK that is yeah. also updated with the current stuff. So you say you're working with a bunch of brands, the New Balances, the the Dior's, you name it, Balenciaga. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like that, that type of stuff. So yeah. we'll, once I implement it in my game, like, can my guy have Balenciaga neon green giant shoes, or like, do I yeah. get it from from your side? Yeah, totally. So oh, awesome. We okay,
1: we make That's... those deals, we bring those assets. Um, That's awesome. And also, okay, like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And like we do, uh, also like we do NFT drops ourselves. So like mm-hmm. yesterday we launched a drop for CryptoPunks owners. So if you own a punk, which is like you know two hundred thousand dollars plus yeah. minimum, you can generate uh, a 3D version of the punk that is like a gaming avatar, basically. Um, and then that lives in our ecosystem. It goes to different games, and the mm-hmm. revenue we generate from this drop, we actually share fifty percent of that to the games and apps based on where the assets are used. So you actually get paid for uh, letting those NFTs to come into your game.
0: Wait a minute. I you you lost me like halfway through. So I own yeah. a CryptoPunk that that way. Yeah. Okay, I, I still I'm I'm not that dumb that I don't know what CryptoPunk is. All yeah. right. Now I got it. Like I'm a, one of those um lucky or crazy people who have spent enormous amount of money on this picture. Uh that yeah. is not very pretty either, but you know, who am I yeah. to judge? So, I have to so look at it for a long time then
1: yeah. it, I like it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, well you yeah. like the money behind it. It's it's the same thing, you know. It's like you can look at a gold bar too. It might not be that pretty but it's it's really yeah. nice in terms of value. Um yeah. so so I have this and and we create like okay, I'm I'm going to use uh ready, ready player me. I'm going to create um an avatar out of it and I'm going to play give me an example of a game. Axie, can I play it in Axie? No. Uh,
1: no VR chat, okay, let's, let's see. VR, VR chat. chat all right
0: I'm gonna go into yeah. a VR chat and to really you know what's the perfect word flex on everybody <laughs> with flex. my crypto exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna flex with my cryptopunk like how like where w- what do you mean the revenue is being distributed so the revenue will go to VR chat app that I'm using my cryptopunk but did I spend money in minting my cryptopunk like how yeah. w- where where's the uh, where's the money like I'm I'm, I'm looking for yeah. the money.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So, like, the, the what we created is, like, a derivative of the CryptoPunk. So, uh-huh. um, I'll just share you a link. So, you're just... Um, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, for those I listening, I will just describe it. <laughs>
1: yes. Punk not really paired up me. Um, but just to give you an idea of what it is. So... so so basically, that's a derivative oh, wow. NFT you can generate yourself from your punk. Each one is unique. You know, the punk's attributes, like the hair and stuff like that, are on badges. You have the punk mm-hmm. on a TV, and it's like a 3D avatar body for your punk, basically. And then that's an NFT you buy for 0.33 ETH. Um, and, and then that's like $1,000, basically. And then uh, you can use it in, in Ready Prime Network. If you're a game that allows that NFT to come into your game, then we share the revenue from the drop, uh, from the NFT sales with you. Nice. Um, so it's a completely new kind of a revenue stream for you.
0: Perfect. Uh, there's a link in the description of this podcast. So I'll just go in there. It's, yeah. It, it's going to be there. Punks dot ready dot me. No punks dot ready player dot me. Anyway, link yeah. in the description. So I'll, I've <laughs> added it there. Um, okay. Well now, okay. I get it. Um, kind of get it i hopefully i get it um i want to i I want a crypto punk to (laughs) to to really get it
1: yeah you should you should get (laughs) (laughs) one i hope this podcast
0: does a little bit better so i can invest into a crypto punk um so so since we're talking about the crypto uh, punks and everything so what is you know the current state, the problems, the future that you're seeing with this, with this NFT, because I understand that, that even though your business is, has now success in terms of like, you, you know, companies can implement the SDK. There's a tremendous, um, boost that can be received from that because you are essentially doing all the partnerships. So I can get into my game, bunch of really cool looking, uh, skins and, and, and elements without, without really signing deals with the, uh, with the new balances and, and the under armors of the world. Uh, and the yeah. dunes and etc so that's a that's a tremendous value uh but but going in the future i presume that you know your focus is really on web3 um uh, mm-hmm. so how do you see web3 what is your even definition of web3 um yeah. what are the problems what's the future so talk you know talk the crazy stuff to me
1: <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah so i mean i guess like uh, <clears throat> important it's important for us to be like a mainstream platform. So mm-hmm. we can't to be too crypto too early. And, and we are experimenting with Web3. We're doing some NFT drops and so forth. But it's an option optional part of the platform for developers and for end users as well. So we're not, you know, it certainly feels that ownership of digital assets is going to be good for virtual worlds and for the metaverse. And NFTs look like it's a good way to kind of, Create that, or, 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 or you know, and, and solve that problem. Um, so that's why we think it's, it's, it's good to experiment with that, um, and also obviously great to generate revenue with that, and then distribute that back to developers and, and, and games, um, because that helps us, you know, uh, help the games and, and attract more uh, developers on the platform, because the, you know, the, the, the goal is of course to be a universal outer, you know, platform for, for the metaverse. Um, and one of the, one part of the question was kind of what, what Web3D is for us. Um, I think like it's generally like crypto based uh, experiences. Um, I think web 3 can also be, you know, DeFi and like kind of decentralized finance, like all this kind of, um, crypto, crypto stuff aside of NFTs as well. I think, um, it came to the popular, um, I don't know, media and stuff, stuff from NFTs. So I think NFTs are like, um important because they're easy to understand for for well they're, they're not easy to understand <laughs> I, would but they yeah, are.
0: I, would, I would argue that <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
1: not easy to understand the value you know behind them sometimes i guess but but it's like i own this piece of mm-hmm. you know um, a skin i own a skin and it's yeah. an nft and i can, sell I, can it. I can i can resell it.
0: it i think that's the biggest thing compared yeah. to um digital goods as it is is that you can actually resell the stuff
1: yeah exactly and you know, like what, what we are trying to do with NFTs is like when you attach an NFT to our router, then it actually becomes like a metaverse NFT. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes usable in, you know, more than a thousand platforms now or games, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of like, so the, the success of the NFT doesn't depend on one single game that's give it out. So it's just not like a, a secondary marketplace for one game. And if the game goes down, you know, probably the NFTs are not worth a lot as well. It's an NFT that is for, for our avatar that you can use in you know, a game you play or, or a virtual concert to go to or, you know, and, and so forth. And um, and hopefully, you know, you'll find uh, more use cases over time as we add more and more games and, and so forth. Mm. So,
0: Okay, folks, let's take a little break from the conversation. Talk about your post IDFA cross-platform strategy. More specifically, how you're going to monetize that sweet console and PC audience of yours. Well, here's where Player One comes to the picture providing a huge revenue opportunity for developers and publishers. In fact, it's the only engagement and monetization platform designed to reward free-to-play console and PC gamers. Now I know what you're thinking. Players don't want to watch ads on console and PC. Well, that's actually not true. According to extensive surveys with players who are playing the most popular AAA free-to-play games, Player 1 found an overwhelming desire, 77% to be accurate, by gamers to have an option to earn free in-game content in exchange for watching 15 to 30 second advertisements. Now the second thing you're thinking about is that you don't want to show other games to your console and PC players. Well, Player 1 got you covered once again. Firstly, the platform lets gamers decide if they want to watch TV quality brand sponsored videos inside their favorite titles in exchange for cool in-game items and awesome content. Secondly, as I said, Player One's inventory is purely of TV quality, brand sponsored videos, so you won't have to worry about churn or build segmentation profiles. Plus, given the fact that the majority of free-to-play players on PC and console never actually spend any money in the live service area of those games, Player One is providing a way for developers and publishers alike to help their loyal players to get access to all the additional content that's being created while maintaining their game's economies. Player One is fully optional for players and completely respectful of game flow. And for developers, Player One has been proven to drive retention, lifetime value, and additional revenue, all while maintaining monthly active users and reducing churn. Everybody wins with Player One. Gamers unlock immediate rewards, developers enhance the playing experience and generate passive revenue, and brands connect meaningfully with the most passionate audience and media. Visit PlayerWON.com to see how it works in practice or... Go to the link in this podcast description below. Now back to the episode. Yeah, does a skin NFT have to be unique?
1: Um, NFTs don't have to be unique, um, but you can have. There's there's limits. You know, they can have ten thousand of the same, same same-looking NFTs. But then in the contract there is like you know you'll always have only ten thousand of them. Got it. and like people buying very Premium NFTs early, you know, it's like, well, one part of it's just that like people want to use it in, in the virtual world. But I think the current market also looks at looks at it as an investment a little bit. Like, okay, I have ready Premium, like early NFTs. Like, mm-hmm. if this platform is successful, it's
0: probably speculative. Going to be asset.
1: Yeah, yeah, speculative. Yeah, it is. And like, and the market is very much driven by speculation. Yeah. Um, and like I've personally been in the space in the NFT space uh, for. I don't know, year or a little mm-hmm. bit less than a
0: year. year. So like, Which is uh, already a long time for it. Any- yeah, like basically
1: the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Since the yeah. beginning. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I've like had hundreds of NFTs and like it You do? No you have hundreds
0: me. of NFTs?
1: I, I do, yeah. What is your
0: most valuable NFT?
1: Um at the moment. I think it's a clone X avatar at the uh-huh. moment. I have a few art pieces also that are like twenty or something like that, um, oh, wow.
0: like twenty yeah. Ethereum, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um, what is the most uh, expensive avatar done in Ready Player Me? Like, like the the value, how high has it gone?
1: Yeah, I mean, like we actually just did our first um, NFT drop ourselves, like uh, mm-hmm. you know, two few days ago. So, um, and those are like they go for a thousand dollars now um we did the drop with uh, dead mouse and then the end of last year um so and that was like a partner drop we just kind of mm-hmm. integrated with our avatars they did the drop and the marketing on their website and so forth and and yeah we, we sold a few million of them like in you a, know in a, in a few days um yeah so uh but yeah, there was like one piece was like each price changes was like 500 bucks to 600 bucks
0: yeah yeah and and um and do you follow like what their price is? like do they are they being reselled in open sea or, or mm-hmm. um... yeah
1: the, the floor price is like similar uh, some bigger ones have been sold for like six or nine thousand and something mm-hmm. like that for like oh, more ones wow. yeah.
0: and um do you get the revenue from that if somebody sells it in open sea or is it just like the the person who is, is reselling it so it's like an asset afterward or how does it work
1: yeah we get the royalties uh for, okay. it, from the aftermarket so with like nice. successful nft yeah, so that's that's a good thing. And like um, with the uh, su- with successful NFT projects, actually, most most of the revenue over the long run comes from uh, royalties, not the not the primary sale.
0: Sorry, I'm, I just keep like throwing so many questions because this is like yeah, in, like, interesting. Um, totally. Who are your competitors? Yeah, like is Facebook yep. and and Snap like, Facebook mm-hmm. is Meta your competitor Meta. nowadays or <laughs> like yeah. like what what is what is the market looking like?
1: Yeah, so I mean, Meta definitely is a competitor and they're building a, an outer system, you know, with a similar kind of value proposition to ours, mm-hmm. but it's, it's stuck in their own ecosystem. Um, and, you know, Meta is not a very attractive brand for developers. Uh,
0: you're, you're, not call, you're, you're calling Facebook not sexy? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so...
1: Uh, yeah but and then they're building a closed outer system so yeah. like, our, our goal is to be open connect different mm-hmm. parts of the ecosystem uh, snap is kind of similar you know you need to have a, a bitmoji already and then you can redeem it in apps when you log in with snap um, yeah well, did, some did meta
0: w- w- did meta come to you and be like timo like what are we doing here like come on dude join the yeah uh, pretty join, much join, yeah join the death star like let's go dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're yeah <laughs> Uh, no, offense. no offense towards Meta, like or Facebook, like yeah. we, we, I, I, really like we're just joking, guys. Anyways, um, so mm-hmm. this this concept that you actually said, they are building their own metaverse, and we're more for the open metaverse. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Are is do, how do you see this this evolving? Like, is there gonna be? The Rebel Alliance of not of metaverse like uh, like one metaverse that is not in any metaverse, and then there's the uh, yeah. the Amazon metaverse, <laughs> the Google metaverse, <laughs> the Facebook, yeah. the Tencent metaverse. Like like how does how is it gonna go?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, the only way we can actually get like a fully open metaverse uh, is like if it goes beyond just being a philosophical thing and, and being a practical business decision, mm-hmm. you know, and and like it's not sure exactly how that's going to, like, what are the business models that need to be created and, and how is the, that going to work? But ultimately, if we want to, the, the big companies to not try to own the metaverse and to take part and, like, kind of open it up, it needs to be a good business decision, decision for them. And I think, um, you know, over the next few years, we'll see from the, from the POC of the, the open metaverse, which is kind of the first crypto, crypto worlds and, and, and like, it's kind of Web3 world, which is naturally more open. I hope the PLC of that part of the metaverse shows to the rest of the world that this is at least something to experiment with or Mm -hmm. uh, something to like do uh, because it's just a better business. Um, It has to be a better user experience, obviously. Um, And it has to be – it just has to be a better system, basically. Um, Did you say the PLC
0: of that metaverse –
1: a Poc, so like a proof of concept of,
0: of oh, the open proof, okay, got it, got it. I just just making yeah. sure that I that I understand everything. Got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. Proof of concept. Proof of concept. That. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, how about how about the recent crash in not a cra- I, I, I don't look at crypto prices every day. I do have yeah. some, but you know it's, yeah. <laughs> that would be like they go so much in every direction that I don't want to even open up the app. <laughs> like let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so. Good yeah, like I have no idea what the what the numbers are today, but yeah. um, or yesterday or even last week. But um, but in terms of like, uh, my perception is that the values have been going down quite significantly with the interest rates going up, and, and you know that, that causes a lot of a lot of people who were putting in assets into crypto just because the um, the interest rates were so low, and you were kind of looking for high risk investments. So now they're pulling their money out putting it to Berkshire Hathaway or all the other, other yeah. you know, kind of like uh, gold and you name it. Does yeah. that affect the prices? And how does that affect your business on a short term?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, actually, when, when ETH price goes down, um, NFT activity goes up.
0: Oh, wow. um,
1: so, yeah, so like when ETH goes up quickly, then people don't want to like um, – trade NFTs because that they're like afraid to lose their ETH, which becomes more valuable every day, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So versus like when ETH goes down, then actually there's a lot of NFT activity. So like a flat market is best for us. So like a slightly, that's like, that that's, that's probably like best for, for NFTs. Whenever the price fluctuates, it definitely like affects the market activity, but yeah, it's kind of vice versa. So, and if ETH goes up, NFT activity goes down, and, and and vice versa, which is like kind of not intuitive, maybe, uh, but um, well,
0: well, it is in a sense intuitive because, to my understanding, the people who are buying most NFTs are those who have a lot of cryptocurrencies. So essentially, yeah. when the uh, when the value of cryptocurrency goes down in terms of fiat. They consider that now it's a cheaper price to invest it into NFTs, and and since they already have a lot of cryptocurrency, that means that they are crypto believers. You know, they see the future, yeah. so they that's that's the point where they make most of their investments because they consider that that it's a sale on NFT assets that will be more valuable in the uh, in the future.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, that's okay. true. And so, like, you, actually, the activity has gone up a lot over the last like month, um, or like uh, three weeks or, or wherever they. Know the, you know the, the correction was but it's mm-hmm. actually gone up quite quite a bit since the since the like uh, crash um i think it was like 1900 at, at the bottom now it's like three thousand something 32 oh, wow. k dollars uh but you know those things are not something that we uh put a lot of um energy into like
0: you, you know, can't like do anything
1: processing. about it no and like as an as an investor in cryptocurrency um I'm better off just like ignoring all of that stuff and just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like just like the, the comment
0: section of this podcast. <laughs> I treat it the same. The same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, okay, so so uh, tell me a little bit about about your company. So you started off, you were twenty guy, the twenty twenty strong, uh, in Estonia, probably in Tallinn. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. great city for for. Um, for startups i think Road the taxation things. is uh is a is a very very strong uh strong yeah. strong pull but um so you yeah. started there um how do you, how's your company looking now and mm-hmm. what is your kind of a, like a short term goal meaning like inside a year and what is your i, I probably impossible to say long term but what is like a mid-term like i'm talking about like a three-year goal
1: yeah totally yeah, I mean, like we, yeah, we've been around for a while. Uh, we closed the Series A in the end of last year, so now we've raised like sixteen and a half million dollars with North lines. Zone,
0: um, right? North Zone. Um,
1: no, actually, I think North Zone made the intro, but they didn't. They didn't take. They didn't take part of the rounds.
0: <laughs> oh wow! So so yeah. Okay, so just the background of this. So uh, I got a I got yeah. an intro from a VC uh, from North yeah. Zone. And they did not make, I, I kind of, I thought that, that you're a portfolio company since they made the intro, but all right. <laughs>
1: no, but it was, yeah, it was I, at the time when we were speaking, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so Sten and and Tawad Hindikus um, led around, so co-founders mm-hmm. of Wise and, and, and Teleport and many other people involved there, um, Samsung Next, co-founder of mm-hmm. GitHub. Um, and Wise is Ninja. a...
0: Wise is an Estonian company, right? Uh, the background yeah. is from Trans-wise, Skype, right? Wise. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wise is great
1: exactly. one. they use that, yeah. Yeah, so they're, you know, did a 10-billion dollar IPO, um, mm-hmm. I think a year ago or so. And now, yeah, they're investing um, in startups and they're great, great people to work with and, and operators and have been super helpful. So they let the rounds. Um, but the question was, you know, kind of what's the, what's the goal? Yeah. What's, the, what's the... And, and like, <laughs> what's your current
0: state? Like how many people there are? How are you yeah. organized? Uh, how have you been working through the uh, the pandemic? Like it's probably been really great time for for uh, for anything Web three, uh, you know, yeah. especially with the rounds. But but like like tell me a little bit about like how is your company running and what does your company look like? Like you're now in New York, mm-hmm. you're going to LA. Uh, yeah, life is good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 so, life is intense. <laughs> life is in, well. <laughs> <laughs> I get <Sure>. it. <laughs> same, thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah, same uh, thing. Intense is good, uh, and like, like, what is? Yeah, how, how are things? And like, how does it look like?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, we have thirty-five people at the moment, or thirty, mm-hmm. thirty-seven, or or so, and and they're located mostly around Europe. Uh, Tallinn is the biggest location. We have Berlin i um uh, Helsinki actually I one person right now but I'm more <laughs> <laughs> So uh, at Barcelona I think where where you are at the moment or you're No Spain,
0: I'm I'm, you know, I'm not in Barcelona I'm more like in the Malaga region but yes yeah close That's it no, got it I'm relatively yeah. there <laughs>
1: Nice nice and and then I my 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 um uh, I moved to New York myself mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're building a team here um, yeah. and like the kind of sales and marketing team will be here because most of the customers are in the U S um, and, and yeah, we're scaling and we're like hiring, like, um, you know, we're scaling to 70 people. So oh, wow. like doubling the team from here. Um, and, uh, and that's going to be uh, uh, it is a good challenge. Uh, so, but if, uh, if there's anyone listening that is interested in like kind of contributing into the, uh, into building the open metaverse, then uh, please uh, let me know. Um, what kind of and, yeah, what kind right. of a
0: talent? What kind of a talent you're looking for? Because people probably there are plenty of people listening who are really into the Web3 and, and blockchain gaming and so forth. So what is what is specific talent? And also I wanted to ask, New York yeah. is New York like the uh, the crypto center or is it Miami? Like which one? Because I've heard both.
1: Yeah, um, I would say both are. Um, strong, um, mm-hmm. like my ch- choice to be in New York is it's easier to get here uh, from Europe. And Less like, distractions? Uh, best. <laughs> yeah, there's no distractions here. <laughs> it's a nice quiet place with nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, then, uh, but it's, it's easy to come here, it's like seven hour time difference, mm-hmm. so wake up super early, have a good overlap with, yeah. with European teams, and, um, and yeah, there's a lot of crypto activity here for sure, um, but like, we're not a crypto company. We don't, like, yeah, yeah. kind of label ourselves But, as, but as people
0: that, but. are trading in crypto, and that's kind of, like, the future. So that's why I mean, like, uh, Web3 is the future. So I was yeah. just mainly asking, like, because I've heard about Miami, and it sounds kind of crazy uh, that they would yeah. be the center of this because, uh, no offense, but I don't think <laughs> but Miami is, like, not the first thing. that and, and if I think that the crypto is out of Miami, like, that's for sure a scam. Again, no offense, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's just, like, it's the first thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good city. Own a Lambo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not even own <laughs> a rent a Lambo. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's
0: it, that's it, it's a, it's a little bit of a different, yeah. but I but I've heard a lot of you know things about uh, New York that there's like a, a more of um of like an in depth scene there, and then, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, but but yeah, so um so yeah, so you're currently 35, you're scaling for 70. What are the type of a people that you're looking for?
1: Yeah. I mean, so like many different roles um, in around Europe. It's mostly like uh, so, some more product management and uh, product mm-hmm. leadership, um, both on kind of developer tools and, and consumer, um, then, uh, you know, developers from Unreal to uh, Unity developers to full stack developers, um, and and like technical artists, um, just character artists, um, and then uh, customer success, um, sales, or like growth, uh, we're looking for our marketing uh, kind of a leader as well, um, and in the US, like more enterprise sales, uh, more kind of licensing focused, brand brand focused sales mm-hmm. and business development. So pretty much like everything you can ma- imagine, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and one thing that you mentioned with these with these brands is that like because I've seen some reports that are saying that the brands are the sort of futures of NFTs, and then we've actually mm-hmm. had the discussions on the podcast with some of the people who are very much into. Um, mm-hmm. blockchain gaming, like 100%, you know, crypto maniacs, yeah. they don't think that, that brands is really the way to go. It's, it's like they, they think about yeah. other things. What is why? Why are you working with brands? Like, is there like, is it just they give a good PR for sure? Uh, mm-hmm. But are there other reasons?
1: Yeah, I mean, like generally so far, our our work with brands have been very inbound driven. So we mm-hmm. we basically, if there's a brand comes in has an idea that we can't say no to, and <laughs> that is like easy yeah. to execute, then we do it because we don't have anyone that actually works on with brands at the moment. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's very much driven by, driven by that. But I think long term, like the the early crypto NFT community right now is like you know, brand is doing a cash grab. You know, yuck. Yes, yeah, so it's like when am are gonna buy that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, yeah, well, like, I think, like, long-term uh, people are going to use the metaverse, and people like brands, you know, like, people buy brands. They're, like, those real-world brands have built their brands over you know, hundreds of years in some cases, mm-hmm. and I think they realize that they have an opportunity to also, like, take part of the virtual world mm-hmm. and have a, you know, play a role there, and, and then, like, it makes sense that if you're a player of a game or... or user of the metaverse, you know, you're going to buy metaverse native brands as well, but you're going to also buy uh, real world brands. Like it's just, I think it's, it's hard to see how that's not going to
0: happen. Okay. I I get your point. Um, I've asked a lot of questions. Yeah. What have I haven't asked that I should be asking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean. I guess like the um, the question I didn't answer the, fully the question about like kind of the plans for the future and, and
0: then oh yeah what's, yeah uh, yeah like, yeah yeah because I, I just keep firing so many questions when you go forward <laughs> like okay what do you mean by this what do you mean by that I'm just very yeah, interested yeah. in in all of this but but yeah like your totally. your um, so you scale well, let's say you scale up to double your company size from the current thirty five mm-hmm. to about seventy during twenty twenty two what happens yeah. in the next couple of years like market's gonna crash then it's gonna bounce back. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, like yeah, how is yeah. how how, is, uh, how, how is Ready Player Me looking in three years?
1: Yeah, totally. So I mean, our main goal is always to get uh, better and and higher quality developers on board uh, using our outer system because that's kind of what we live and die by, basically. So like that's always going to be the most important thing for us. So we're always building better tools, um, better you know more better 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 system basically for developers to adopt it. So that's going to be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And, and also to achieve that, um, you know, we're now this year, we're going from being this kind of time saver tool, mostly for, for, for developers to becoming a monetization tool. So integrate mm-hmm. for, for me, Buxon becomes a way you actually make money, uh, with the game and that helps us to, you know, sign with, with bigger companies and it helps us, um, make this, you know, make the pro- proposition more attractive, basically. Um, and now yeah, we, you know, scaling to from now. 1400 developers to, to a lot more, but it's also the, the quality of the ca- companies and games is, you know, uh, as important or more important than the volume. Um, but obviously if you have an open platform that anyone can use, then, then it's like, it drives a lot of, um, um, activity, but it also drives a lot of innovation, new types of use cases. You know, we want to be in the next. Fortnite, or in the next kind of a big game, uh, mm-hmm. from from the ground up, and, and grow with them, and and um, and that's the that's the plan.
0: You could but can you create your own metaverse in the sense? If you're in 1,600 developers, and in three years you're in a five thousand developers invested, like you essentially have your own metaverse because everybody's using your avatar system.
1: Yeah, so we never want to like compete with any uh, game, or like you know we don't want mm-hmm. want developers to feel uh, that we are trying to you know, mine users from them yeah. and like put them into our own world. And then somehow another way across yeah, so. to
0: different, uh, different games. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it needs to be like, um, uh, yeah, it needs to be driven by the user, like cross game usage and so forth. But, um, and like, yeah, we don't, we don't want to compete. We just want to be a neutral platform that just enables the avatar layer. Mm-hmm. And of course there's other things you can add to the avatar, like, um, other metadata you can get from games that you can transfer uh, along, you know, assets you own, of course, um, you know, a wallet you can pay with, potentially, there's a lot of things that you can add to the avatar. We just be- believe the visual representation is of the avatar is, like, at the center of our metaverse experience. And if we can somehow provide that, then that's kind of, like, um, uh, going to be strong. And, um, and the other thing is, like, we're exploring with um, allowing Outers to come out of games and go to other games, so Mm -hmm. take a Fortnite outer out of Fortnite, and we are the rails that make that outer travel to other games and apps as well, or have a limited set of Fortnite skins that you can wear on very premium outers that then become usable in other places as well. So like that's also kind of part of the vision is to be like rails for outers and not just um, you know an outer system ourselves.
0: So you're not you're planning to also create like a, a hub. Where all these avatars can come, um, yeah. you know, mingle and then go to other apps from your hub. You're not planning any any like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the hub, um, I mean, if, if it's natural to have something yeah. like that, then yes. But just yeah, came to mind so because there's
0: another New York startup. Uh, I think it's called Bunch. Yeah, it's called Bunch. Yep. Uh, yeah. and they've introduced yeah, just recently uh, the sort of a hub that they've been working on for a year, so I was kind of yeah. thinking about, okay, well, they've had this, the social system of, of, again, being integrated and allowing people to be together and play games together, and they're more like a discovery platform, so they mm-hmm. put in now a more of a visual element for the discovery with avatars, etc. So, <clears yeah, <clears <throat> anything like that yeah. potentially in the future?
1: Could be, could be. Yeah, uh, we're open to all kinds of directions and we'll learn and and we'll you know build those things yeah. what we were like yeah what we, what we believe in is that it's incredibly hard to build this yeah cross game outdoors um and like we have you know more than a thousand developers our our competitors combined have about three
0: <laughs> so yeah. we like
1: need to make sure that this continues to be in the same <laughs> same ratio uh and then there's other things you can build and on, on, on top of that and the main thing is, like, everybody needs to benefit from, from this existing, right? Otherwise, it'll, it won't exist yeah. long term.
0: Exactly. Damn, Tim, well, super exciting. Uh, I took one hour of your time. Uh, I think a lot of people learned a lot of things about Ready Player Me. There's links in description, again, for the uh, the, the, the uh, CryptoPunks campaign that you have running, uh, your web page. Is there a career page, that, that or how do you want people to connect with you, those who are interested in joining Ready Player Me?
1: Yeah, uh, it's on, on, on the webpage. There's a uh, there's career, but we don't have all the roles listed yet. So if you don't find anything from there, just hit us up.
0: Okay. How do they hit you up? Like <laughs> what, yeah. what kind of a link? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, I'm all about yeah. like the funnel optimization. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that.
1: <laughs> no drop off. So <laughs> yeah. my own email is timu at that's okay. still the old name. So yeah. we'll Thank cut
0: the email from here so that people don't email you too much. Yeah, so, that's a
1: good point. <laughs> so uh,
0: that will be bleeped out, uh, bleeped out yeah. or cut off. So uh, no, Thank your you. email is not being shared. <laughs>
1: That's good. That's like I didn't. I don't know how I, did, I didn't think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's going to be more listeners than just a handful on this one. So, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah, not yeah, let's yeah, not give yeah, the email yeah. away. Yeah, um, I, ha- I
1: have enough, enough unanswered emails. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's think, that's think, what think I think thought. <laughs> um,
0: uh, Timo, it was a it was a pleasure, um, and um, yeah. and I'm sure everybody listening uh, has has um has even more questions, and they will be getting. Uh, connected to you and your company, and um, excited to hear back from you in about a year and and hear how how the scale up has gone and what uh, what are the next steps.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun, and um, yeah, uh, let's catch up in a year. Let's catch perfect. up in real life earlier, but but yeah. Yeah,
0: without <laughs> avatars. Yes, in Miami. Yes, <laughs> Miami. Yeah. Uh, okay, thank perfect. you everybody for uh, listening, and we are out. Thank you you for listening to the whole episode. If you like this podcast, please do leave a comment and share the episode. If you want to access the Deconstructor of Fun community with hundreds of senior games folk, go to our website and apply to the Slack group. And if you want to get notified of all the new content we have coming out every week, do subscribe to the weekly Deconstructor of Fun newsletter. Finally, do remember... We love you guys and we appreciate you guys. Catch you next time.